Welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast, part of the teaching ministry of Pastor Festus Nasoha of Oasis Church and Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International. As it says in Isaiah 60 verse 1, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God shines over you. It is our hope and desire that through this podcast you would be encouraged and experience the transforming power of God's word. Be blessed. Praise be to God. It's a joy again and a pleasure to get to meet you together again, friend, and to share God's word again together today. I believe that they're going to be a blessing to you. If you have a friend somewhere, just call them and tell them, say, hey, our friend Festus from the Oasis Church is again on CNL TV. Let's watch him together. Let's pray together, please. Father, we just thank you today for this privilege and honor to meet together to share your word. Now, we ask, Father, with a humble heart, for your wonderful grace and anointing to be on today's broadcast. We bring to nothing the powers of darkness, and we hide this broadcast and the audience in the wonderful blood of Jesus Christ. Anoint, O God, and use us today, Father, to share your heart and word for us and for your people. Be glorified, O Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And uh, today we are still sharing. This is Arise and Shine. We are still sharing today on what we already began last time. I was speaking there from the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 7, in the Old Testament, on the topic of open heaven. And it's chapter 7 of uh, Second Chronicles, and the Lord spoken, speaking there to uh, Solomon after the, the, the dedication of the temple. Verse 13, he says, um, I mean 12, says, And the Lord appeared unto Solomon by night, said unto him, I have heard thy prayer, and I have chosen this place to myself for an house of sacrifice. 13, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, and if I send pestilence among my people, verse 14, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. God promised us an open heaven when the heaven is closed. And he said that if we will, uh, 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 um, those who are called by his name will humble ourselves. We, we understood that one of the ways of humbling ourselves was by fasting. Fasting is very, very important. It was done all through Old Testament and even in the New Testament. If you remember there in Matthew 4 and Luke 4, uh, before the Lord would begin his ministry, after he was baptized, the first thing that w- happened was that he was led by the Holy Ghost to the wilderness, and there he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And fasting is a part of our Christian life today. It is very important. In Matthew 6, the Lord Jesus said, when you fast, it didn't say if you fast, it says when you fast. Don't fast like the hippo. Don't try to you know, show everybody you are fasting. Take a good shower. Clean up yourself, look neat, look nice. Your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. That means he wants us to fast in the right way with the right attitude so we can get the blessings of a real, genuine, biblical fast. Also in Isaiah 58, he tells us how to fast the right fast to get the, all the blessings that God has promised us in his word. And when the heavens are short, by fasting and prayer, humbling ourselves, the heavens can be opened again. God's plan for you and for me in this end time that you and I should live under open heaven 
God never intended that the heaven over us should be brass or be closed or be sealed or be we live in a season of dryness and hopelessness and poverty and fear and worry. He wants us to have the heaven over our head always open. But there are things we can do. And we can come to a season where the heaven over our head is, is closed, is dry, is empty. And nothing is happening, nothing is working. In the book of Joel, chapter 1... And we can read from verse um, 10 there. Uh, if you have time, read it, all of it, of Joel chapter 1. And verse, um, uh, verse um, 10, it says, The field is wasted, the land mourned, for the corn is wasted, the new wine is dried up, the oil languished. Be ashamed, O ye inhabitants, haul all your vine dresser for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished. You can be a, in a season of close heaven, where the heavens is short. Verse 12 says, The valley is dried up, and the fig tree, languished, and pomegranate tree, and the palm tree also, and the apple tree. Even all the trees of the field are withered, because joy is withered away from the sons of men. Give yourself and lament, you priests. Hold you ministers of the altar. Come, let lie all night in sackcloth, you ministers of, of my God. For the meat offering and the drink offering is withholden from the house of your God. So not just the nation, not just the individuals, but also even believers, Christians, a church can come through, go through a season of dryness and emptiness where nothing is working. There's all kinds of sin and Quarreling and problem in the choir, problem in the youth, seductions, immoralities, argument, gossips and bickerings and no offerings, no money to pay the bills. It can be a season of, of close heaven. And God has given us here the key of how to open the heavens again. And then it says in verse 14, this is a call of the Lord, sanctify ye a fast, call a solemn assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry unto the Lord. This time it said, call all the elders. He didn't say call them for a vote, to vote the pastor in or vote the pastor out. He said, call them all for a fast, not for voting, not for argument and quarreling. And call them for a fast. It is good to call for a fast. A fasting is a way of you and I humbling ourselves under God's mighty hand to, uh, for, so it can circumcise our hearts and then the heavens over us again can be opened. In chapter 2 of the same book of Joel and we can read from verse um, uh, verse, um, verse 12 says therefore also now said the Lord turn you even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning. Fasting brings us to a place where we are willing and ready to hear what God has to say or what he has been saying all along. It brings us to a place where we can be able to really have the right remorse and repentance for our sin. Without fasting, many times our repentance is very superficial, does not go deep enough. Fasting helps us to tear our heart, not our garment. Okay? In fact, in verse 13, it says that. It says, uh, And rend your heart, not your garments, and turn, from the, and, and turn unto the Lord, 
your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and repenting him of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even amid offering and drink offering to the Lord our God. Verse 15 says, Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly. Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breast. Let the bridegroom go forth from his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Read all of that and you can see that God is calling you and I to a season of fasting and prayer. We cannot just blame the government and blame bad laws and all that kind of things and then just fold our feet and recline our chair and complain and gossip and, uh, you know, and then die. As God's children, it is our responsibility as believers when we see these things happening all around us, in the nation, in our families, in our own lives, in the church, to humble ourselves with the fastings and prayer. Fasting from morning till evening, just drink water and, and repent and ask God what is going on. Shine your light in our hearts, in our minds. Show us the area we are missing your will. Show us what we are doing wrong. Why is this is happening to us as a people, as a family, as a church? And God will open our eyes to see the areas we need to repent and return again to him with our whole heart. We can tear our heart, not our garments. It is the will of God in the time that we live in that you and I as believers learn to continuously, constantly, time after time, uh, call for a fast. It can be a private fast, you only, or a family fast, or even a fasting as a church or as a house group where we set a time of really sincerely seeking the Lord with all our heart and asking for his direction for him to open our eyes to see if there be sins around us, what is happening around us. We can see them, know them, repent of them, and then experience a new season of freshness, the renewal. The key to the open heaven is in your hand and mind. And we can choose this day to call for a fast, in our personal life, in our, when you become, go through a season of dryness, you're no more able to pray. You read the Bible. It doesn't make much sense to you. All the preaching, all the singing in the choir, no more makes sense to you. It, is not the, it may not be the fault of the pastor or the preacher. It may not be the fault of the, of the choir or of the singers. It may be your own fault. Your soul has become cold. Flesh has covered your spirit. You must have become carnal and sensual again. You are no more living in your own freshness. It's easy to say, oh, there's no more anointing there. Oh, God's power is not there. Is the power of God in you? Is his power in your life? You have to, first of all, remove the plank in your own eye before you see the dust in the pastor's eye, in the choir's eye. It's easy to blame everybody else for your own carnality and your own season of closed heavens. Let's learn to fast and come to a place of prayer where you can experience a private and individual revival in your own soul. Don't have to wait for the church. Don't have to wait for the nation. Don't have to wait for the, the whole city. You can begin a personal revival in your own personal life. You can steer up yourself and lay hold on the power of God and experience a freshness in your own soul where your prayer life again become. Uh, strong and activated, you, you have the joy again to uh, kneel and pray and worship and sing. You, you open the Bible, it's uh, fresh again, it's like fresh manna from heaven. 
We need it as individuals, as humans, as a family, as a church, as a ministry. You know, we are still living this body of clay. Times, it seems our uh, spiritual arteries become clogged with all kinds of pollutions. And by fasting and prayer, those spiritual arteries can open again and the blood can flow fresh and fresh breath, a fresh wind of the Holy Ghost can go through our veins again. Hallelujah. And we can be energized again by the power of the Holy Spirit. And God's word again become sharp and strong in us and through us. When we preach again or sing again, we can see the power of God touch the people. Miracles again, healings and deliverance. And we become again purified where we are able to, you know, turn away again easily and quickly from sin. When you are not living in that uh, freshness of the, of, of the Holy Ghost, you can uh, indulge in sin without even being convicted. But when you are living in that uh, open heaven of uh, purity and anointing and God's presence, before sin will catch your eye, you turn your eye quickly. You quickly turn away from sin. You don't watch, you don't look at twice, three times before you even say, oh, what is that? No, you quickly, instinctively, you turn away from sin and unrighteousness. It is, that's the blessings of a fast. It awakens our heart. It awakens our mind. It brings us to a place where the heaven over us again is open. We can experience, we can hear God's voice freely. Matthew 3, this was the baptism of the Lord Jesus Christ. And verse 16 says, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of, of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. There's nothing more wonderful in this side of heaven than to live here on earth with an open heaven over your head. Hallelujah. Where when you lift up your hand, it seems as you lift up your hand, the hand of God grabs your hand. You are well connected to the throne of God. Where your prayer no more hit the ceiling and fall back on your head. It's like when you say, Father, it goes straight to the throne. He answered back, yes, my son. Yes, my daughter. You can feel that. You can sense angels of God going up and down where you are. There's a direct ladder that leads from where you are to the throne of God. Your prayers go straight to heaven. Nothing hindering it. When we fast, when we pray, when we repent of our sins, when we confess our sins, the sins of our, of our own life, the sins of our family, our church, our group, when everyone can join together in fasting, in praying, in repenting, in asking God to forgive us. And also we've forgiven those who have sinned against us, churches, our brothers, our sisters in Christ, family, husbands, wives, children, all repenting before God, crying to God and asking him, forgive our sins, cleanse us from our sins again, and let the heaven over our head be open again. The Bible says a, a, a refreshment comes from the presence of God when we fast. Fasting is more active and deep when it is mixed with fasting and the humility of our heart. So here the Lord Jesus when he was baptized, the heaven over him was opened. God wants you and I in these last days to live under open heaven. Where the Holy Ghost can be coming down upon us. Where the voice of God is heard. Where all God's promises is being fulfilled every day in our life. 
where no sin, no unrighteousness, no animosity, no unforgiveness, nothing blocks, closes the heaven over our head. Is the heaven over you open or closed? Do you even know? Do you even care? Have you ever experienced open heaven? When it seems as if everything goes peacefully, quietly, smoothly. When you pray, you believe, you receive. The joy is there. The strength is there. You are sure of the future. You are rejoicing in the Lord. God's word is alive and strong and active in your life. You can feel that freshness of God. That is the will of God for you and I. To live under open heaven. Hallelujah. Also there in Matthew 17. And we can see in uh, verse 1, it says, And after six days, Jesus taketh Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into an high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as the light. And behold, they appeared unto them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. Then Peter answered and said unto him, unto Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou will let us make here three tabernacles, one for thee and one for Moses and one for Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. What a blessing. Well, I mean, Peter said, Lord, <laughs> I don't want to go down. I want to stay on this mount of open heaven. Today, you and I can stay on that mountain of open heaven, on the very presence of God night and day. This is why Jesus, our Lord, died on Calvary's cross. This is why he shed his blood. This is why he was buried. This is why he rose. This is why he ascended. He ascended and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. With his own blood, he has obtained for you and I eternal redemption. With his own blood, he has opened for us heaven. Open heaven. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. When I prepare it, I will come again and take you to myself. That where I am, there you also might be. What is he saying? I, I'm going up there to open the heaven for you. So at night and day, through my blood, you can come in to open heaven. He said, come boldly to open heaven. To the open throne of power. To the open throne of grace. If you are living a dry, dry, dry drought, frozen head, Prayer, that's why people no more pray. Because it's like the prayer hit on the floor, on, on, the, uh, on the roof, and hit back on your head. You no more pray. You can't even lift up your hand. You can't even worship. You, are not sh you don't even know where God is. You are living under a closed heaven. And if that goes for a long, long time, you live in spiritual drought and dryness, it will affect your mind, affect your emotion, affect your faith, affect your family, affect your finances, and you begin to descend deeper and deeper into sin and unrighteousness. Begin to be drowned again in the world and in the flesh. It is time to wake up. Stir up yourself with a fast and with a prayer. And let God again cleanse you from every unrighteousness by the blood of Jesus Christ. And the heavens over you again will open. And when you say, Father you will know he is hearing you. When you confess his word, you will know he is there. Fasting and prayer helps keep the heaven open. Repentance, turn our hand on our garment. Here Peter said, Lord, let's stay on this mount of open heaven. 
I am not going back down again. I want to stay here where I can, I can feel the glory of God. I can express his power. I can see Jesus Christ glorified. See him in his power. See him in his kingdom. See him as he really is. Not through the blood mirror of religion and human mind and imaginations. There they were able to see the glory of the Lord. The power of, of the Christ as he really is. And they were able to understand the prophecies, which Elijah represented, and the law, which Moses represented. On that open heaven, you are not arguing with doctrines. Because on the open heaven, you will see Christ glorified. You will see the unity of the prophet and the law all in Christ Jesus. No argument. Why is churches being torn in pieces with all kinds of doctrines and dogmas? Because they are not living on the open heaven. On the open heaven, there's freshness and open understanding and revelation. Moses and Elijah, no more conflictors, because they are all seen and fulfilled in Christ Jesus. So I would really, I would really um, require you and I in this end time, where the world we live in is going through a season of crisis and catastrophe, earthquakes, hurricanes, floodings, you name it. Evil is happening everywhere around us. But in the midst of this chaos, the will of the Heavenly Father is for you and I, by faith, to live on the open heaven. Where we, Jesus said, in the world you will have tribulation, but in me you will have peace. Be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He is calling you and I day and night to live on the open heaven, where the works of demons can't operate, where witches and wizards cannot cast a spell over your life or church or ministry. When a church, when a family, when a, a brother, a sister, a man is living under open heaven, the glory of God is present. The powers of demons are squeezed and crushed. They can't enter that climate of glory in God's presence. Open heaven is for you and for me today. Christ is calling you and I, where we can hear the Father's voice, know his will, experience the presence of the Holy Spirit, pray freely, rejoice freely, love like brethren. Hallelujah. See eye to eye in everything. To God be the glory. Matthew 17, and Peter said, Lord, let's make our home here. Let's abide here under this open heaven. I don't want to go down anywhere anymore. Now, um, in fact, as they came down from that very mountain, you can see what happened. And when they came down from that mountain, and uh, there was a man that brought unto them uh, his son. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, that is in chapter 17, still of Matthew, verse 14. Lord, have mercy upon me for the, he is a lunatic and so vexed. Oftentimes he followed into the fire, oftentimes into the water, and I brought him unto thy disciples, and they could not cast cure him. Jesus said unto them, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him around to me. Well, the Lord cast out the devil out of the, that little boy, and the boy was healed. And then the disciples said unto him, Lord, why couldn't we cast him out? That is in verse 19. Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. When we live under the open 
heaven. Nothing is impossible. There's no unbelief. There's no doubt. When we pray, we believe. We are genuinely connected to the power of the Almighty God. And in verse 21, it says, How about this kind goeth not out by prayer and fasting? Prayer and fasting. I know you may be sitting down there and say, oh, that's not for me. It's in the Old Testament. It, no, it is in the New Testament. When you fast, this is Matthew, I'm quoting, not from Malachi. Get ready for an open heaven and experience the power of God like you never known it before. And there in, uh, in the book of uh, um, Acts of Apostle, and here was Stephen about to be killed by stoning. And imagine he was surrounded by enemies and was really, they were about to kill him. And um, verse 54 of uh, Acts 7 says, And when they heard these things which Stephen said, they were caught to the heart and they gnashed with him with their teeth. But he said, he, But he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their cloths at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeling down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. When he had said this, he fell asleep. For you and I in this end time to be able to survive all the attacks of the unbelieving world. All the gang and crowd screaming and gossiping and lying and speaking all evil against you. When everything turns against you, you need to have an open heaven to be able to endure anything and to be able to say father lord forgive them for they know not what they are doing under open heaven we are able to forgive anything and any man oh yes he full of the holy spirit looked up to heaven and saw jesus what are you seeing today do you see Jesus? Do you see him glorified? Do you see him praying for you? Do you see him as your high priest? Do you see him coming again? Do you see him in the midst of the trial and trouble and problem? You, we can see Jesus with our eyes open, seeing heaven open. We can see the glory of the Son of God. Even in the midst of hardship and trial, we can still be able in the midst of pain and suffering to say, Father, Forgive them. Do not lay these things to their charge. Open heaven is for you and for I today. Let's come to the Lord, humble ourselves with fasting and prayer, draw closer to him, he will draw closer to us, and he will open to us the fountains of blessings and prosperity and peace. I'm your friend, Pastor Festus. I love you, and I want to hear from you today. Write, call, and pray for us, and send you today your financial donations Look at the screen. You can contact us by phone, email, or call the addresses on the screen. I'll be very happy to hear from you, to answer, for your, answer your questions, and also to pray for you so you can experience an open heaven. Now, may the glory of God fall upon you, and his presence 
overshadow you. In Jesus' name be blessed and experience open heaven. Amen. Jesus came to do one thing, and that is to bring the kingdom of God. The way this is accomplished in our lives is through the gift of salvation. Salvation is a free gift of grace. It means that a person is forgiven and freed from their sin, given a new life, will go to heaven when they die, and will one day be resurrected from the dead when Jesus comes to make all things new. To receive this gift of salvation, there's a couple key things. First, recognize you're a sinner, meaning your life is not aligned with God's purpose for you and that you do things that are wrong and evil, deserving of God's judgment. Second, recognize that you need a savior, that Jesus died and rose again to forgive and free you from your sins and to give you a new life. Third, turn from your life of sin and believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. You can pray a prayer like this. Father in heaven, I come before you today to turn from my sins. I recognize that I am a sinner and that I need a savior and Jesus is that savior. I believe he died for my sins and rose again to set me free so I can be in heaven with you when I die and one day rise again like Jesus did. I turn to you, Lord, and I turn from my sins and receive from you a new life. In Jesus' name, amen. For more resources on the next steps to take, check out our website, holyghost.cz, and visit the page, New Start, under the Seeking God section. Thank you for listening to the Arise and Shine podcast. Our prayer is that it encouraged, instructed, and uplifted you and pointed you to Jesus Christ. For more information about Pastor Festus, Oasis Church, and Holy Ghost Anti-Ministries International, visit our website, holyghost.cz. Be blessed.